Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo! here with you on a Sunday afternoon. Happy Father's Day to all of our good, great fathers out there, including myself and my co-hosts. We are very excited to be back with you after a week. Here's the deal, Joel. Uh, I have only taken off of, of like for an extended period twice this year. Uh, once was on March uh, 11th and 12th. And then once was this past week. And both times the world tried to collapse around itself. <laughs> I'm afraid if I take another extended time off, rapture's going to come. For all that's holy, yeah. work every day. I'm going to have to work every day for the rest of the week of the year, as, as it is. Our so. lives. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> down on the beach one day, just a giant tsunami starts coming at me <laughs> with the devil surfing it. Like, all right! I did see... Uh, a, uh, I was on the road today, and it looked like I saw a tornado coming. So, yeah, well. You know. Yeah, well. All right. But we're glad to be back here on Thunder and Lightning. We took the week off. Quite a bit happened. We'll talk about that. We don't have any way around that. I want to thank you guys for tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get your podcast from. We appreciate all our listeners, especially our great servicemen and women out there uh, taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Smooth Ice Cream. I don't think Churn and Smooth is open just yet, but that day is coming very, very soon. Strange Brew, obviously, still open, still ready to go. Joel, you just got back from vacation. You must be in need of some Strange Brew. Uh, yeah, it'd be great. A little birdie told me, by the way, that you and I have some freebies waiting at Strange Brew. Oh, so okay. That's good to know. Just thought you might want to know. Did you know, did you see my tweet? I was up there on Monday. You know, my anniversary was this past Monday. I did. And I went and got my wife coffee and Somebody gave Jake Mangum a consolation prize. I he, saw. He got his own drink. Oh, so you didn't do that? Oh, no, I didn't do oh, that. Oh, okay. I thought that was you. No, no. That... I, I was sitting there, and I looked at the board. First, I looked at the board to make sure, see if I had one, and I did. So thanks, thanks to the listener for that. And uh, then I saw, you know, see his Dak still up there, and he was. He obviously has not been in yet. It's unfortunate, Dak. And then I looked, and I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> I just started laughing. So... So thanks to you guys for taking care of us. And, of course, Strange Brew Coffee House will take care of you whenever you're up there. They will uh, always be happy to serve you up. Great service, great drinks. Strange Brew Coffee House over there on Highway 12 and on University Drive. What in you case, got? Well, I was just going to tell you, in case I forget, to, I want to emphasize, it is apparently a gift card. So I don't know if we'll have, like, a, a brew it forward on the right, thing. We'll figure it out. So we, we apparently have freebies. And whoever you were out there, I haven't seen it yet. Your yeah. name may be on it. Yeah. And then I can thank you personally. Well, thank you personally. But if you're listening now, thank, thank you now. You. It will be used by me immediately. Absolutely. Uh, I want to thank College Corner. You know, Father's Day is coming gone, but every day could be Father's Day at College Corner, and I certainly would recommend that. Go get your dad or go get yourself something new, maroon and white, new polo, new baseball caps, new T-shirts, all that great stuff. Just go to collegecornerstore.com. And as far as I know, they have not said, hey, this offer is is dead and buried yet, so uh, you can still take advantage of getting a gift card at 30% off. So $100 gift card is only going to cost you 100 bucks. So you can you can really 
outfit the whole family and save a lot of money when you shop with College Corner. You're going to just go to collegecornerstore.com, search for gift card in the, uh, the bar there, and when that pops up, there's going to be a 30% off purchase right there ready for you to go. Our good friends at Advantage Business Systems want you to know that as everybody's getting back to work, you need to make your business as efficient and as up-to-date as possible. So you need to give them a call today. They can te- check you out with any of the new products that you're going to need to keep your business running as smoothly as possible. New copiers, new information management systems, new computers, new mailing and shipping ideas, whatever it is, Advantage Business Systems can take care of you. So give them a call today at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com. Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. All right. Well, that's the show. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed hearing our voices again after a week. We're back. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow, right here. Oh, All right, we're going to talk some basketball in the second half of the show, but we we, we would be remiss not to discuss the uh, the way things are going uh, here in the state of Mississippi with the flag issue, and of course how that affects. We're, we're going to look. I really want to come at it from a sports perspective. Yeah, the NCAA is sort of like the parent that has just you know. All right, they, you know, we're going to take away your iPad and we're going to, all right, no TV for a week. And they've, they've tried and they've tried and they've tried and we just, they're just not getting it. And so now the NCAA has said, we're, we're going we're to throw you out of the house, basically. Uh, the NCAA ruling on Friday morning after the SEC on Thursday evening had said that they would give consideration. So the SEC didn't actually make a, a full on decision. They just said, we'll give consideration to not having postseason events there any longer. Um, basically, what you know that, that that and at the end of the day, I'll be honest, that's not a huge heavy threat. No, I mean, state not being able to host a softball tournament or the track. I mean, does it affect some people? It affects the athletes, the student athletes, and you don't want that. I'd like to have the opportunity to do that, but for the most part, I mean, that's not a huge economic boon to to anyone. You know, the, the SEC basketball tournament is never coming to Mississippi. I mean, you mentioned softball. It was they rotate it, and state just had it like four or five years ago. So it's like probably at least a decade away. I, they had it in sixteen. So my guess is, it's like yeah, thirty something, yeah, something like, like that. yes, two thousand twenty nine or something like that. But regardless, regardless, um, you know, the SEC baseball tournament is not moving out of Hoover to uh, to uh, you know Trustmark Park or anything like that. So you know, it's it's one of those things like this is sort of you know. The substitute teacher trying to punish you. Yeah, the NCA came in with the belt on 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 Friday morning, and they made it very clear that they have they have revised their policy regarding the Confederate flag, and they will not allow any postseason events to be held in the state of Mississippi. So bye bye regionals, bye bye super regionals, bye bye NCA women's tournament yes. games at the Ev- hump. Everything. Yes. Everything. Now, I know a lot of you are shaking your fist right now and talking about, and you're saying the I, I know exactly what you're saying. What about Georgia's flag? What about Georgia's flag? It's kind of like when you get pulled over for doing 90 and 70 and the other guy speeding too, but they pulled you over. Well, and not only that, this is this is the difference. First off, I had no idea that Georgia's flag looked the way it did until Thursday when all of the what about Georgia's flags started showing up. But secondly, at the end of the day, Georgia's flag has not been co-opted by hate groups. Yeah. It just hasn't. And that's why they've targeted the Mississippi flag. If you want to consider it unfair... Considered unfair. But um, the, the easiest way to get around that would be to change it and then start pointing to Georgia. Okay, and we did it, so what about them? You know, and that seems like the easiest way. They're serious, guys. They're serious. And I will say this, and talking to Richard Cross, if you listen to Sports Talk Mississippi, the SEC is going to start making some punitive measures that's going to make it 
untenable for Mississippi State and Ole Miss to keep for, for this flag to remain. Does that mean possibly removing these schools from the conference? I don't know that you can do that, but you can do some other things. You could make a. What if they just introduced legislation that uh, we will not allow any SEC events at all in states that have that that the Confederate battle flag? So now, I mean, that's not going to take a hundred percent majority to pass. It could pass twelve to two, and then what are you doing? You're not allowed to play home games. You could probably play like Austin P or somebody, maybe. Yeah, you could play your. I guess you play your non-conference games. You get three home games a year because you got to have Power Five, and you're going to have to go, yeah. you know, road games with them. Where would State and Ole Miss play each other at? <laughs> That's a good question because it would be an SEC <laughs> event, Legion Field, the the Liberty Memphis. Bowl, the Liberty Bowl. Like State could host at Liberty at the Legion Field, and then Ole Miss would host at the Liberty the Bowl. Superdome. Yeah, something. I mean. And you're saying, oh, that sound, that's ridiculous. That's, it? The, that's the point they're at. They're going to get – and you can get upset that the, you feel like the SEC is dictating things. The SEC is a business, and they have the right to make their rules about how they want to do business. And if there are plenty of companies out there that don't do business in Mississippi because of the flag. Yeah. You just don't hear about them because they don't make it public like this. The SEC is going to make it is going to make business decisions yeah. that are going to adversely affect Mississippi State and Ole Miss to the point where it's going to become untenable to remain in the Southeastern Conference. And to be fair, what you're saying is very it's ex- speculative. It's speculative, and it's a it's a very extreme measure, but it is within the SEC's rights, as far as I know. I think should they the, choose to do that, I think the SEC is at the point where extreme situations call for extreme measures. They want the flag changed. And the NCA has wanted it changed since 2000, and, and I guess one was when that, that first legislation that wouldn't allow predetermined sites to happen. Of course, when that was going on, Georgia was flying a version of the Confederate battle flag. Yeah. South Carolina had the Confederate battle flag in front of the courthouse or, hang, or flying from the courthouse or the state capitol, I guess I should say. Yeah. And everybody else has changed except for Mississippi. And now the, the SEC has said, we're done. We gave you 20 years, and you haven't done anything. So what? So we're going to have to make our own. Well, the decisions. unfortunate thing is, and John Cohen and Mark Keenum kind of said this, I think, in their statements, and Chris Lamonis maybe said it in his. But the universities, in and of themselves, have already distanced themselves from it mm-hmm. and have been that way for half a decade. Yeah, they've made their call. Um, the people that haven't made their call are the people in Jackson and. I, you know, for the people that wanted to go to a vote, I guess, I, look, I know it's a split issue, but the universities have made the call. The SEC has said, here's what's going to happen. The NCAA has, has said what's going to happen. Bottom line is that this the, the flag, whether you are just, whether you love it because it's the flag you've always seen or for whatever reason that you might want to hold on to it, it is hurting the state of Mississippi in multiple ways. It just is. And, and I mean, you can get mad that, that there are people wanting you to, to change it, and you can say, oh, it's slippery slope, what's next? I mean, I've heard all the, all the things there are to say about it. But no matter what your opinion is, I don't even think it's arguable that the flag is holding back the state of Mississippi and it's hurting everybody. Even the people that love the flag, it's hurting you too. Because you're getting things like the regionals taken away, and you're getting a perception 
whether you are or not. And I look, I do believe that there are people that like the flag because it's the flag that's always been there their whole life. Or th There's multiple reasons to like the flag. I think that you can like the flag and not be a racist. I think that's possible. Um, but... What, for whatever reason that you like the flag or what it is holding you back and it is holding the state of Mississippi back. And so I don't know why anyone would not want themselves and their state to prosper because there are already businesses that choose to not come to Mississippi because of it. Now you have the thing that probably if you're listening to this show, you love the most sports and some of the biggest events, regionals and super regionals and things that's now snatched away from you too. And that, that's not to even mention the perception. And, and yes, there is a perception when, when people look at that flag. And I mean, I'm going into my opinion here, rightly so a little bit, not even a little bit, that that symbol in the top left-hand corner, as you said earlier, it, it has been stolen by hate groups. When people see that symbol, a lot of people immediately see racism and hatred and I don't even understand how that's arguing. And I know there's 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 groups of people that say, you know, they need to dig into the history books or whatever. I don't want to get into a humongous history discussion. What we say on this program, I think, rings true in this instance, maybe more than ever. Perception is reality. Yeah. And the perception is of that flag. You know what the perception of it is. Yes. I don't have to tell you what the perception of it is. And not only is that the perception of it, it is holding back every single Mississippian, even the ones that love it. You have to make a choice. And I said this on the radio, people got mad at me. I don't care. And also, if you're going to tweet at me with uh, your re just miss me with all that. I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you how it, this is the situation. The If you're a Mississippi State fan and you're listening, if you're an Ole Miss fan and you're listening, the university, its athletic department, its coaches, and certainly its players, because as I said on the radio, would you ask Kylan Hill to carry the state flag on the field? No. Everybody at Mississippi State, that has a voice, is against this. So you can be for the flag, but if you are, you are against Mississippi State. So this is the same university that tells you, hey, show up to the football game in 98-degree weather in a maroon shirt, and you do it. But you're going to question them on this. Guys, you, have to, you can pick a side. You're picking a side now. You're either a state fan or a flag fan. Yeah, whatever side you pick, that's that's up to you. I don't care. Just just pick a side though. Don't tell me you're a Mississippi State fan who supports the flag you, because you can't be. And I'm sorry if that bothers you, but it is the truth. Because again, it's holding Mississippi State. Keenum, back. Cohen, Leach, Lamonis, Sam Ricketts said something. I, I didn't see if Howlin did. Uh, and, uh, Nikki McRae, I'm going to assume her opinion. You know. Well, no. Uh, did she say something? I don't know that she like tweeted out a statement, but I think um, our friend Ben Portnoy reached out to her and got a quote, and, and, and she gave him a quote, okay. which was so, yeah. kind of the same stuff. Howland's the only one, to my knowledge, I haven't seen anything from. Um, so yeah, it's up to you. And, I don't, and I don't know what's going to happen, but I will say this: if there's enough pressure brought to bear on the governor and the legislature, change can happen quickly. But it's got to happen. You know, they got to know that hey, that there needs to be there would have to be a a, a pretty clear message from the people that like we will vote all of you out of office if state loses any post if state and Ole Miss lose any postseason games. It's just I that mean, simple. Yeah, and, and it, this is a thing that you can't really even you can't really talk about this without getting political a little bit. Yeah, you but, know, yeah, you have to. And, yeah. and, and 
I guess I, I don't want to turn it into an opinion piece, but I go back to what I was hitting on a minute ago. I know that people that I know, people that you know, people that are listening right now are probably wanting to throw their phones or whatever because there are a lot of folks that like that flag for whatever reason. And I just, I would ask, how is keeping that flag helping you? How is keeping that flag helping Mississippi State? If you're an Ole Miss fan that loves, how is keeping that flag helping Ole Miss? How is keeping that flag helping Southern Miss? How is keeping that flag helping you as a person? Yeah. You can always fly it from your front door. You can always put one on the porch. If you, if you love it that much, you can hang it up in your in your house. And shoot, everybody knows that... Uh, I mean, when, I, you, when you come to a game right now, you don't see that flag. So, you know, where are you? Where is it not... Ha- where is it flying that you want to see it so badly? Why is this an issue that... I don't know. I, I, you may don't want to get that political. We have to go way down the chain there. Yeah, so let's anyway. Just I just don't... Do that. What I was going to say, say is... This, go ahead, you got last word here. Yeah, well, no, I don't even want last word. You I got just it, said, I, I don't get why, of all the many things in life, the many issues that are going on, the many things, I don't understand why that is the issue that so many have just that's, dug their heels in. That's the in. hill they want to die on. And and I I don't know. I, I don't think that, <laughs> as a, uh, I guess, a, a, a Christian man that probably, in all honesty, leans, leans conservative, and that probably isn't a shock to, to most of you, I don't think that when my heart stops beating and I'm sitting in my mansion on the the gold streets of heaven above, I, I don't think that the I don't think that this is going to be one of those issues uh, that we're thinking about in eternity uh, as, as no. we're sitting around there no. kicking around. So I don't understand why this has become what it's become. It's it's hurting people. Um, it's hurting business. It's hurting every component of the state of Mississippi, and I mean. I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of stubbornness that's holding back the state. I agree, and I, I don't I don't completely understand. Here's a last. I will take the last word, and but I'll, I'll give it to our, one of our friends, Brad Logan, who made a really solid point. You know, we have a state bird, a state flower, a state tree, a state song, a straight a state reptile. We have all these things. Did we vote on any of them? Never was on my ballot. Yeah. Why do we have to vote on the state flag, which was not voted on? Everybody wants to say, oh, we voted in 2001. No, we didn't vote on the state flag. We voted just to keep one. The state flag, the current state flag was initiated in 1894 by the legislature. They could do it again. We don't vote. We, uh, the mockingbird is the state bird. It always has been. You know, My guess is if we found out tomorrow that mockingbirds caused cancer, <laughs> they caused cancer, we would, we would just change the state bird. They'd just be like, okay, now well, you know the new bird's the, uh, you know, the 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 sparrow, that's our new bird, the turkey. I don't know if mockingbirds were the source of coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. we would just stop just, having the mockingbird. Yeah. So I don't understand. And so good point by Brad, and that's it. And I'll, I'll say this: unless some some new news angle breaks on this, I'm not going to talk about this again on the show. That's it's a divisive issue. It is, and I don't like talking about it. If you've been watching the stream. <laughs> Super talk for Thursday and Friday. You could see the discomfort on my face the whole time. I don't like talking about it either because, like you said, it is a divisive issue, and and probably at least half of the people that listen to this show today are gonna not like what we say about it, and and that's just how it is. And and I don't know. I wish, like you said, hopefully this is an issue that gets settled somewhat quickly. The longer, I mean, wouldn't you if you? 
wouldn't it make a lot of sense for Cohen, Carter, and Jeremy McLean at USM, for Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin, or not, I guess not Leach and Kiffin so much, but for Lamonis and Bianco and, and Scott Berry to be at the state capitol on Monday being like, what do we have to do? Yeah, but I don't know what good – I don't know if it would ha- – you know, I mean, they've Those, already issued statements and things. If they just go sit on the capitol steps, what's the good is that going to do? I mean, if you if you do that and you organ, that's how you start organizing people. If Keenum and Boyce and I don't know who I, I apologize, I don't know who the president of, of USM is, but if they all showed up, I mean, they got enough they got enough clout to make things happen. You would think, but well, this, let's, another let's, let's, let's another another <laughs> another another. That, that, we're done. Yeah. Uh let's. I could not be happier to move <laughs> away from that topic. And let's talk a little basketball. Before that, let's talk about our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef who did did another great service for me, that delicious chuck roast, eight hours in the crock pot. Turned it into delicious roast beef po' boys. Those were really, really good. That's something that probably just about from the Mississippians could probably They could agree that that was going to be delicious. And uh, th- those guys, you know, they're, they're doing a lot of good stuff right now. On top of, you know, they've, they've expanded what they can do for you. On top of they have beef, they have pork. They've got fish now. You can get some some great fish from them. On top of that, though, they're about to start serving food. July fourth will be the the debut of their food truck. They're going to be you know selling food right out of the truck there uh, in the evening time. So that'll be something if you want to stop and pick up dinner, you can get that. And they're not just it's not just your usual you know you think about street street food right? You know, tacos and maybe chicken tenders or nachos. No, they're going to be cooking steaks back there, baby. So you can pick up a ribeye and take that thing home. Why wouldn't you? Also, want to if I, I think I mentioned it on one of our last shows before I left, but man, they gave me a couple of their burgers. That's one of the best burgers I've ever had. It, it really does taste like steak on a burger, and that's the you know everybody talks about that, but it really did. You know, it was really good, nice, good, good crust on it. You know, easy to cook, but that's one of the better burgers. I, maybe one of the best burgers I've ever had in my life, and I didn't do anything special to it. It was just meat and cheese. So I can only imagine what you know. Some of you guys out there, a little bit better chefs than me, I bet, could do with those things. So look, make it easy on yourself. Give them a call today. You got these free weekends. You need to be cooking. Look, cook with Welcome Home Beef products because they keep the family happy. Six six two. Well, I've forgotten the phone number. Oh man, <laughs> you, you got so worked up this you week. Got a, you got a week without uh, doing the show. Four one eight twenty twenty one, or go to facebook.com slash Welcome Home Beef. Talk to them. They got the menu right there. They got everything that's that's available. But again, if you just talk to them, and say, "Hey, I need this. Hey, I need that." They can make those things happy for happen for you. They're happy to do special orders. Happy to provide you with great service. Local Mississippi company. You want to be talking to them this week so you can get something good on the grill this weekend. No matter what you get from them, though, one thing is for certain: it just tastes good. All right. So MSU basketball. I, I know they got a commitment. I got a. So here's the deal. I, I, my laptop went off for service. They wiped it. They wiped it my hard drive. So everything I had is gone. That includes the Cruden song. I got to record another one. I'm not doing that today. I will re-record a Cruden song. So we'll have it again. I lost. I lost everything. The most precious thing to me was I lost the last B and B show. I had, I had kept that for all these years, and because I knew V Sport it was going to go out of business. So I, I kept that, but now it's gone. So anyway, so if you'd like the Cruden song, pause it right now. Yeah, and sing it yourself. Yeah. There's only one word. <laughs> so I promise the next time State gets a commitment or anything, we will have a Cruton song uh, ready to go. Um, so it's Derek Fountain, 
uh, out of Pine, out of I'm sorry, Holly, out of Holly Springs. Yeah. I don't know why I want to keep want to say Piney Woods. Uh, commits Mississippi State, averaged twenty three and thirteen uh, as a senior. I tweeted out this on uh, on on I guess on Friday when that that commitment was made public. Even with Woodard coming back, if that happens, and we do have a date for him now, it's October the third, I believe. Well, the deadline is August seventeen. Okay, I must have missed something right. then. I'm almost certain certain that's right. That's not what I. That's not what I. Uh, I had. I think third's the draft, right? No, the sixteenth is the draft. So let me see here. I didn't mean to throw us off. You, you completely ruined it, Joel. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, according to ESPN, uh, yesterday. This it is says, yesterday. Okay. It says NBA sets August 17 deadline for early entry candidates to declare for draft. Okay, so there we go. Okay, so what did I have then? Huh. I don't know. I had Woj saying early entry withdrawal date was October 6th. Oh, uh, well, this is according to a memo obtained when by was ESPN's yours? Adrian Wojnarowski. Yeah, I said Woj, this sounds better. But When did he tweet this? This isn't tweet. This is an ESPN article dated June the 20th. That's interesting. My, uh, mine is from, okay, well, whatever. So but August seventeenth. Just, just so you know that I'm not lying, I, I will let you yet. read it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, that makes a lot more sense because I was thinking, you know, Wooder was going to have to make a decision in August anyway, right? Because the semester would start, he'd have to go to, you know, if you're not going to, if you're going to stay in the draft, why would you go to class? Yeah. So, so we'll know we've got, you know, basically two months, a little, you know, give or take a few days from the day we know if Robert Woodard comes back. I don't know what they're going to do if Woodard doesn't come back. By the way. They may just may have to hold a scholarship. But right now, when you look at that team, I think of the 11 players that are currently on scholarship, we're talking, what, five or six of them are true freshmen? This is the roster as it stands right now. You've got Abdul Adu, who'll be a senior. DJ Stewart is a redshirt sophomore. Molinar, Iverson Molinar, is a true sophomore. I believe Tolu Smith is a redshirt sophomore. That's correct. Okay. If I'm, I, I believe that's right. Quentin Post is a true freshman. You have Jalen Johnson, who is a grad transfer from ULL, so he's a senior. Wait, Post would be a... Oh, I'm sorry, he's a sophomore, yes. true sophomore. Yes. And then you have Devion Smith, Keandre Montgomery, uh, Cameron Matthews, Derek Fountain, and Anderson Garcia, and they're all true freshmen. So five of your 11 are true freshmen, and that's before Woodard makes his decision. Even if Woodard comes back, this is still one of the youngest teams in the country. Yeah. I well, mean, you, you really only have four guys who played anything last year. And if Woodard doesn't come back, you only have three. Yeah. And you, the only non-sophomores and freshmen are Adu, mm-hmm. Jalen Johnson, mm-hmm. and then Woodard if he comes back. Man. Yeah, this I mean this 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 team is not built to go to the NCAA tournament next year. That that's going to play a role in Woodard's decision, I would think. He's got to look at this roster and say, you know, there's there's a great chance that a I'm going to be the focal point of everything. Teams are really going to have to shift defenses to to come after me. I mean, right now that starting lineup, let's let's say Woodard comes in. Molinar, Stewart, Woodard, Tolu Smith, Adu. And then literally on the bench, you've got five freshmen and Quentin Post who played in about who probably played a total of twenty minutes last year. And Jalen Johnson. I want to go back a second. I want to rewind. Okay. 
Um, I think this August 17 date mm-hmm. is the early entry to declare. Like, that's the deadline to declare. Because I found, apparently, the tweet that you were referencing. Right. And I'll let you read that to see if you agree with what I'm saying here. With early entry deadline. In early entry deadline okay, is so August right. 17. Okay, so it and is. And so October 6th is, is the, the date that he has to withdraw. So he's, but it doesn't make any difference. That, yeah. He has to withdraw. He has to make a decision before when school starts. You'd think. There, that, um, there, it would be silly for him. Unless you just want to go to school for a little while still not knowing. Well, I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, you got at that point, you got to make a decision, right? You got to say, like, look, I either commit to full time training for the draft or I need to get back to school and full-time training for the season. Yeah. Those are your two options there. He, he almost – I would be amazed if by August 1 we don't know the answer. Yeah. Man, not, not knowing – it'd be it'd be such a gamble for him to stay in, wouldn't it? Yes. Because right now he is the best player on what I do not see as a tournament team. A lot of How many times do you see a the best player on a non-tournament team get picked high? If he could, if he's almost guaranteed to be a second round pick, it makes sense to stay in. It's a, I guess it's a gamble either way. It, it is a gamble either way, but I mean, is he going to be better this year or this upcoming year than he was last year with no Perry to take the the pressure off? He's the man now. You know, what's he going to? Is he going to average seventeen and ten a game? Oh yeah, when people when people roll into Humphrey Coliseum, they're stopping Robert. They're Woodard. stopping Robert Woodard. That's yeah. the game plan. I mean, I like DJ Stewart. Don't get me wrong, and I like Molinar. I think they can be good players. But unless Tolu Smith can come in and be a 12-8 and eight kind of guy, which I don't know if he can or not, I don't know. This, I, I don't see this. As a, I can't see this as a tournament team right now. Like, I just can't. Yeah. When, when you were talking about, when we talked about this during the season, we looked ahead, we're like, look, they're losing Perry, but they're going to bring back Weatherspoon. They're going to bring back Woodard. That, yeah, I could see that being a tournament team. Now that you've lost Weatherspoon, and now you're probably going to lose Woodard, or even if you keep Woodard, I just don't see it. Of course, I also didn't expect you know half the roster to transfer out either, you know. And that's this is the fruits of that. Now you've got all these freshmen, and you know, God forbid they decide to transfer out yeah. next year. Well, I mean, also though, the guys that transferred out, even if they were still here, does that change your outlook on this team? I don't know, but I mean, at least you feel a little bit better about guys who have at least been in the system for a year, as opposed to true freshmen. I would think. I thought Elias King had some potential. I thought Prince Oduro could have played more minutes last year. You know, yeah. I don't I don't know about Keyshawn Fazell, but you know, it would just be better to have more I would rather have some experience here because it's not like the true freshman other than Smith, other than Devion Smith, you're not bringing in elite players. You know, none of these guys are one and done guys. Yeah. You know, Montgomery, uh Garcia, Matthews and Fountain are all guys that are you know, they're good high school players, but none of them were super highly recruited. You know, I mean, Key Andre Montgomery had some other good offers. Derek Fountain, I mean, I don't think he had a whole ton of offers. Cam Matthews didn't have a whole ton of offers. Anderson Garcia, I mean, they'll tell you he's a project. This is going to be very tough for Ben Howland. This is a, <laughs> just looking at it right now. If you said Brian makes some predictions, I think State might be looking for a basketball coach. Come. Uh, March or April of 2021, because I just don't, I just don't see it, you know. I just don't see it. You, know, you basically, you look at his recruiting class from a season ago; it's all gone except for Quentin Post. He's the only one who remains. I'd be much. I mean, I, this is just saying what you said, probably a little bit different way. But I would be much more surprised if this team 
is in the big dance. Oh yeah. Than if they're not. The only way they're in the big dance <laughs> is if Woodard c- comes back and he is he really elevates his game and becomes like a twenty point per game score. Because if he does that, then everybody else is going to be better. You know, he should be able to elevate the players around him. Yeah. But I just don't. I just don't. And if he doesn't come back, and now all of a sudden, now your starting lineup is Molinar, Johnson, Stewart, Tolu Smith, and Adu, with Post, Montgomery, Smith, Garcia, Matthews, and Fountain on the. No, that team's not. They're not winning. Not unless somebody does something that you just don't think is possible. Unless Devion Smith is just, he comes in from day one and he's something, you know, that you weren't expecting. I mean, I think he's supposed to be really good, but I don't think he's going to be a a game changer like that. Yeah, the centerpiece of the team or something. Right. So, gosh, this, Michigan basketball, they're in trouble. That's that's trouble right there. You know, you've, you've sort of, and part of the reason they're in trouble is this past season. If this t- if that team had not underachieved and had been clearly going to be in the NCAA tournament when everything went down, nobody's everybody would look at it and go, okay, well, you know, he lost his two best players, give him a year and he'll, he'll pull it back together. But when you look at last year and the way they underachieved, it's like, well, he couldn't win with them, and now you got this team, and it's not getting any better. You know, you know, something to think about too. And, and also, it- one other thing before you go on, top player in the state for twenty twenty one just committed to Ole Miss. Yeah. You know, when's the last time that happened? So, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you mentioned that State may be looking for a basketball coach if things go south mm-hmm. with this team. Um, there's a chance, right, that, like, if coronavirus keeps fans from coming to football games, like if they play the season just with no fans or limited fans or something, I mean, budgets shrink a little bit, and some of these coaches – might be a little safer than they would have otherwise been, correct? I mean, like, could Ben Howland possibly, even if he underperforms, be a little safer than he would have been in most years because the budget crunch may be a little tighter? Possibly. It's certainly it's certainly very possible. But, I don't know. I, I, I really do believe Mississippi State basketball, I don't know that it's ever coming back. I think that, that debate is... Sort of done. Well, ever's a long time. Ever I mean, is a long just, time, but it's going to take. I mean, if you'd have told me back, you know, 2008 or whenever it was that I'm sitting there working women's basketball games, that that place was going to be true, packed to watch women's true. basketball this, in, okay, in a decade, I, I would have told you you're a dummy. It's not ever coming back unless there is a huge change, like what the women had happened. Well, that, that huge change is they're going to have to be consistent. Consistently win yeah. for four or five years. And I don't know. I just don't know. This that's 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 a that's a tough pill to swallow when you look at this team. But I mean, right, right, as they sit right now, I don't like that team. I don't. I don't see. I mean, if you're telling me right off the bat your best player is DJ Stewart, I like DJ Stewart. He's a good player. He was maybe the fifth best team of the player, maybe the fourth best player this year at best. He was definitely behind Perry Woodard and Tyson Carter. And now he's the the, the lead dog. I you know I'm not seeing that. I'm not saying that. So, Ben Hallen's got a, uh, really got his work cut out for him uh, in the 2020-2021 season. We'll see what happens. So, all right, uh, this week we got a lot to do. This week um, we're going to talk. Uh, we got two SEC previews this week. Arkansas and Florida are what Joel chose. We have our first opponent preview this week. The Ole Miss Rebels haven't decided who we're going to get from uh, from around the uh, the Oxford area to come on with us, but we'll figure that out. 
And uh, we got some, a few other things to talk about. We're going to talk about Dak Prescott at some point this week. Looks like he's going to sign Ooh, a tender. Yes, for Dak. Were you there for that press conference? Oh, yeah. Ben, when it Ben Wade asked, him something, asked Dan something about his quarterback, and Dan, who, Dak? Yeah. No, Dan. No, we, we care. You're a four-string quarterback. Nick Tiano. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, with Dak signing his tender for 31-plus mil. Uh, we'll see if we can get a long-term deal done. We'll talk about that this week. Um, we'll do a deep dive this week as well uh, if we can. So we, we'll, we've got some good stuff to talk about. Looking forward to doing that on uh, this week's show. Glad to be back with you here on Thunder and Lightning. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. This has been Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.